0: that's www.beer52.com dot com forward slash WTAF. Here, wake what? up! Oh, 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 oh. Wake up! You put your hammer bottoms back on. I'm just airing. Don't worry about that now. We've got to tell everybody about the show. What show? It's our sixth anniversary, Rasmataz. Already? Already. It's been a whole year. Well, get yourself ready, because we need to tell everybody about how they get their tickets.
1: Tickets? What tickets? For the
2: gas Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh.
1: Oh sorry, I'm half asleep half. Huh? Right, worry. let's get on it. Let's get on it. Well, Who's do you wanna, playing? well Who's I was playing? just about to tell you, we've got
0: the amazing Undiscovered. <gasps> Ooh. Who else? And we've got The also amazing Memphis Sun Dogs. And and to finish the night off, we've got the amazing Binomial.
1: That's a fantastic
0: line-up. So how can we get our tickets? Well, let me tell you how. If you email pancastatlive.com with however many tickets you want, tickets are only £10. Only? For all that? Only £10 for a night of fun and frolics. Bargain. So, Pav, when is it? It's on Saturday the 23rd of March. Where is it? At the Bingham Mall in Sirencester. And what time is it? Well, the door's open at seven. <gasps> oh, and where do we get our tickets again? Just email pancastlive.com That's pancastlive.com Let us know how many tickets you want, and we'll sort it out for you. And how much again? £10 a ticket. £10 b- There's oh, a licence wow. bar. <gasps> There's going to be fun and there's going to be frolics. Oh, yes. It's the Pancast 6th Anniversary Razzmatazz. <gasps> How exciting. I can't wait. When
1: is it? <laughs> I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> Hello, this is Kerry, and you're listening to What The Actual Fuck. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. this is just ridiculous what the actual
0: fuck hey what the actual fuckers and welcome to wtaf a this country podcast now first he's a man that doesn't really listen in fact he puts far too much sugar in his strawberry jam then wonders why he's not placed in the jam festival each year it's neil
1: what would you
0: say? <laughs> you heard me. Ah, Stop putting so much jam in your... No, no sugar, sugar in, in your jam.
1: <laughs> my jam in my sugar.
0: Now, our guest this episode is one of our faves, and we're so happy he's making a return to the podcast. Since we first spoke to him, so much has happened with Series 2, The Aftermath, movies, TV, so much to catch up on. So please, no Effin and Jeffin. Get out the wafers and wait for the flute solo. It's Paul Shahidi. Yay. <laughs> hello, hello, lovely to
2: be back.
0: Oh, it's oh. so nice. I mean, it's it's it is staggering how much has happened since we had you on I, one of our first episodes. I think it was. Wow. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Seems like a long That's a while time ago. ago, isn't it? Yeah. It was I mean, we spoke to you after series one, wasn't it? I don't yeah. think series two had had happened.
2: No, because I, I think you were asking what happens in Series 2 and I obviously couldn't give you any spoilers, right. but I was just trying to give you a gist of it. That's, that's right. right. Mm. So
0: now we now we, all of it has happened, <clears throat> we can sort of really fan out with you on Series 2. What I wanted to say was, firstly, if there are any BAFTAs that are going uh, towards this country, I think you certainly deserve one for Series 2. <laughs> Definitely. And, and that's not. I'm not blowing smoke up your... Behind, I genuinely mean that because we've, when we were doing the episode breakdowns the amount of times we said that like Paul is man of the match in this episode, Paul is man of the match in this episode because there were so many moments
2: mm.
0: where, and I think overall, Series 2 is yours, so
2: Well, that that's very kind, I mean it. listen, I, I'll take any compliments I can get, but, but I mean, that, that it, that's very kind and, you know I have to say, it is a, a, a massive team effort, and you know, you, if my characters resonated with you and anyone else, it's because of you know Charlie and Daisy, Tom and Simon, the team. Uh, they've written extraordinary material for for me and everyone to do, and allowed all of them have allowed the space for those characters, mine included, to grow. So I'm, you know, <clears throat> I very much kind of give them credit for. Uh, for that, but that's very sweet of you, and uh, I accept that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Even though my wife is always telling me I'm very bad at receiving compliments. Well, yeah. ju- just ju- ju-
0: just remember when you're accepting your your best actor yeah. or best supporting actor BAFTA, <laughs> to just give us a little bit of a nod.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, Paul, after Series Two dropped, then before the uh, the special, did the success of that surprise you, or did you sort of expect it? Do you think?
2: Um. I was delighted. Mm. I I never allow myself to expect anything because I I just find you just don't know. I I believed in it. I thought it had integrity and was brilliantly written. And and I felt like the material was great. And I thought we were all firing on all cylinders with each other and, and it was just flowing. But, you know, you don't. I mean, it's like with anything. It's like with theatre, with film. With anything you do, you do your best, you, you you absolutely give it your all, and then you humbly offer it up into the drama sphere. <laughs> you just don't know ever for sure how it's going to go down. I mean, in, in some ways, you could say it was a bit more nerve-wracking because expectations were higher surrounding it from people in general because we'd had one series... We didn't know what was going to happen with that. It got a, a, a wonderful reception from people. And so, you know, it could have been the difficult second series and there's all, all the kind of incumbent pressures with that. But, but um, you know, we believed in it and it was, it, it, it was like, I, I felt like, well, we can't do any more than that. Let's just hope everyone likes it as much as the first one mm. and, you know, be humble about it and just kind of, you know, G- give it over and see what happens so you know it was like hope you like it uh we think it's good but just hope you like it that, that was a kind of yeah
0: attitude. but is that something that when you go to work or you w- were going to work on series two is that something that you are aware of the the or even more so probably in the the special the, the fan pressure or or not the fan expectation let's not say pressure but the can, are you aware of it when you're going to work or
2: well no i not actually, in a way. I, I, I mean, I, I suppose I've got better over the years with any acting I'm doing of, of not having reviews in my head, you know, not having all the the kind of lovely things said about something I'm doing in my head and I just focusing on being that character in that world and in that room with the characters I'm in with and just blocking everything out in the same way I suppose that you know as an actor when you're filming you have to block out the 15 people who are standing behind Mm. camera making it Mm. all happen and just kind of be in that room looking into the eyes of the other actors with you but but you know you do have to put some effort into that because I think it's a bit of a you I think it's quite dangerous to kind of well I think reviews and things are lovely when they're great. But, you know, if you believe the good ones too much, then you'll believe them when they're bad. And that shouldn't be part of your work. You know, trying to please people ultimately is, funnily enough, it's kind of like, shouldn't be your job as an actor. Your job should be to do the character truthfully and play the situation truthfully and serve the the script well with your acting. Um, but, you, you know, the more something... Gets nice reviews. Uh, I mean, I read them afterwards usually, but but you know, the more something gets nice reviews, the more you have to consciously go starting from scratch here. Got no expectations. I'm just going to give it my best shot, you know, right? And and go in almost with a blank slate. But it would. But you'd. I mean, without a doubt, I'd be fibbing if I said it wasn't in the ether a bit more. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. we came to series one no one knowing anything about anyone you know and it so it's uh it's been a really interesting journey but I, I think the atmosphere is so good on set that we just focus in on the work you know and it's still fun and it's still warm and joyous and you know a lovely atmos- family atmosphere
1: mm. so like Paul said obviously the, <coughs> there was the BAFTA recognition for the show did you go or did you watch it on tv
2: I watched it on TV because I think there's actually a limited. I don't. I don't know much about the Baftas, but I think uh, I think it's quite a limited number of places. So I watched it uh, very happily at home with my wife, and we were just, you know, squealing with delight. And it was. <laughs> I mean, to even be nominated is amazing. Mm. I mean, it's an amazing thing. And when you look at Charlie and Daisy's story coming to this whole project it's just joyous when it happens and people recognize it and people you respect and your peers. Um, yeah. So I watched it and, um, you know, I was, it, it, it was just a lovely, lovely thing to see.
0: Mm. So you, you've obviously noticed, noticed again, going back to like the fans, you've noticed the, the way that the, the dump gang, if you like, as, as they are called obviously on the Facebook page and everything, yeah, um, that, the the one thing that struck me is when series two was being made, there was, I think Charlie put out a little, is it, are they called boomerangs? The, the little bits of video that plays over. And it was just you sat in the chair smiling. And it, it, Uh it it reminded me of like when, when there's a little (laughs) snippet of something from a new star Wars film, everybody jumped (laughs) on it. And the same as the picture with Mark Kempner and everyone was going, who is this guy? Who is this guy? uh, Is this, is this Martin Mucklow's brother? how how does that feel? Because that must have felt a lot different to, like you say, Series 1 when you're under the radar and nobody knows much about the show. Series 2, it hits a bit more. Because yeah. I remember when we first spoke, you said that one person had recognised you. That must have changed okay. since Series 2.
2: It's gone up to two. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm overwhelmed here. Yeah. To tell you.
0: Seriously, <laughs> there must be more no, Honestly, that.
2: it doesn't happen very often to me. It, I've had a few more, I'll be honest. But, but you know... Thankfully, I don't get too much of that because, you know, I'm 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 naturally kind of quite quite private. Right. But, you know, whenever people do come up, it is just lovely because, you know, it people love the vicar. It seems They're, they feel very warm, warmly towards him and they love the series. So, you know, it, it, it's just really nice. You know, people are just they just want to get they just want to talk about it. And, you know, and and tell you about how much it means to them and uh it's just a beautiful thing yeah um and um yeah <laughs> I mean it's it's a compliment that people respond that way and uh it's lovely but yes it's it's a new thing for me you know because you, to you be... got
0: you got accosted by a few of the dump gang members didn't you at a BAFTA <laughs> show in or something
2: <laughs> it was great I was going to the BAFTA shows and I sort of literally I was running a bit late I thought oh marching down uh Piccadilly it was and um And then as I was about, I was going, is this the doorway? Is this the way in? And then there was this huge sort of screaming and shouting right behind me. I jumped out of my skin (laughs) and it was jump gang and it was just absolutely lovely. So we had all our, we did lots of selfies and, um, and, uh, you know, had nice chats. Mm. It's just so nice. So
1: nice. So we got to uh, meet your son in series two as well. Yes. So when you first read that script I mean, because that's a really quite a moving episode as well. Oh, it's a lot of heart said, yeah. to that. Um, yeah. So when you first read that, did it come across straight away in the script
2: like that? Um, yes, I think it did actually. I think it was all there in the writing. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we we had a, had a bit of rehearsal down in North Leach, you know, a month or so beforehand. Um, and um, we kind of got got to meet some of the cast. We got together and we did some wonderful work with a New Zealand uh, a, a Kiwi acting coach called Miranda Harcourt, who, yeah, she, she's extraordinary, really. She's an actor, but also director. And she kind of is what's called an acting coach, which I'd never come across. She, so she works with working actors on film sets, for instance, and helps them sort of unlock things, but doesn't, as she said doesn't sort of interfere with your mojo mm. uh, and and she, it was great she just gave us a few exercises to kind of feel at ease with each other and we had that uh, you know it was so useful for me and Jacob um, my son in it and um, but yeah it, it, going back to what you said the script uh, it was very funny always very funny but you know particularly that it was a real leap forward for the vicar I mm. think in revealing Personal pain, Mm. you know, and sort of uh, revealing that, you know, he presents one thing, which is what you think he is, but of course, as in life, he's hiding a lot of personal Mm. pain. Uh, And I mean, I think that's, I think that, I think it without, I think it'd be fair to say that is kind of true for every character in this series. And partly what makes it poignant and and even more funny is mm. that you know it will go from hilarious to very painful back to hilarious again on a sixpence. Mm. And the the joy and the the the, the gift for, for for people like me is that Charlie and Daisy decided to allow, you know, Princess my character to, to to kind of have that. Mm. Uh, but it was lovely to read because you went, oh my goodness, he's got this backstory that. You know, I didn't see coming because we we talked about oh, you know, just discussing the vicar in the early days was going, is he married? Is he a gay vicar? The, <laughs> you know, what what's this deal? And and we were like, well, we're not going to, you know, and series one, don't think we ever mentioned a wife or a, or family particularly, and they just went for it in in series two, and um, and then you get some more little. A bit more comic revelations in the special about as you alluded to when you introduced me, the jam making. There yeah. <laughs> are tensions there. And I love that, because yeah. that's real. And it's also very funny. And it kind of it, it, it is what fuels his nice niceness. He's kind of suppressing a lot of mm. a lot of tensions and problems as well, well.
1: The the tension did rear its head when you shouted at Len of course in the car. <laughs> which was absolutely <laughs> genius that episode. <laughs>
2: But I think oh, that... bless you. I, I enjoyed that. We, we all had a good laugh with that.
0: We've said so many times that, there, that the show, that they try and make it that it's a very simple show, like a, a mockumentary, but it's so layered, and each character is so layered. And the beautiful thing about the Vicar's Son episode is that final moment with you and Curtin. Now, Curtin has all this bravado and is telling you to fuck off and all this kind of stuff, but at that moment he has a genuine feeling for you and put his arm around his sh- your shoulder and say, come on, I'll make you a cup of tea. Come on, should we have biscuits? And the yeah. roles have reversed. and He's looking after you. And that is such a sweet yeah. moment.
2: It's beautiful, isn't it? I, yeah. uh, you know, I, I love that. And some of that was improvised. You know, I, I, I think in the final take, there were bits of that that were improvised. I'm not, I can't remember if they said he put his arm around me in the original script. Um, and, um, yeah, I think we talked about tea and biscuits, didn't we? Mm. I, I'm not sure that was in the original script, but you know, yeah, it, it was lovely because you know, he's Vic is a bit of a father figure to her, him and Kerry, uh, and suddenly the, the child is looking after the dad almost, yeah. as it were.
0: But yeah. so, And then has a great button of a good laugh on it, because you say thank you very much, you're such a good friend, <laughs> yeah. and then he says, yeah. well, thank you, I, you know, I don't really know what it is you do. But whatever it is you <laughs> yeah. do, yeah.
2: I'm not it's, entirely sure, to be honest. It's
0: fantastic, because you, you, one minute you're sort of thinking, I've just got a tear in my eye, and then yeah. it finishes off with a laugh anyway, which is fantastic.
2: Oh, no, well, bless but, you, you, know, you, I'm glad you like that. Yeah, they're brilliant at kind of just pulling it back from the brink of being too sentimental yeah absolutely Mm. more sentimental yeah yeah now
0: obviously in that episode we're going to get a little bit personal um the big question i need to ask is (laughs) was there padding for the massive bollocks or is that real (laughs) (laughs) because i have got people that have asked me questions and, and that i had to ask you um we're, 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 uh, no, I'm not going to read that one. Out. No. Okay. But, but that, was, that was the gist of the question. <laughs> was it padding or was it au natural, or just very tight trousers?
2: I think it was a combination of very tight trousers and uh, my naturally powerful build.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Um, Good.
2: I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. the rest to everyone's imagination. <laughs> Probably they're going to wake up with nightmares. So. <laughs>
0: Uh, i did have a message from fiona fiona smith said love vicks the vicar and his massive nuts she said so that's very kind of her
1: there we are love it
0: that's fantastic um and obviously the other the 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 other big thing was um the whole good guys song and the you know the (sighs) nice now you obviously sang the song yeah how did that work in the production then did you obviously sang that beforehand or did they
2: yes we 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 recorded in a studio before was it before yes it was before filming and um uh i'd been sent the sort of demo tape of it uh tom george was singing it and his friend who was a composer and uh uh then we recorded it and i don't know the technical term you you kind of layer in the different harmonies uh, and it was i think it was all me and um and yeah it, it it was hilarious i think simon may have filmed a bit of me singing it i think i put something out on that's the right or something, but yeah, but, yeah it, it was hilarious and then they were asking for pictures of me when i was in my, <laughs> in my 20s <laughs> yeah. that i had to go to my mum's in oxford and trawl through and go mum have you got those pictures of me from college, or you know, or just before <laughs> you know, where I had hair, yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. Oh my goodness, I was wearing the most appalling Hugo Boss tracksuits <laughs> in some of them, uh, you know, just terrible, terrible fashion sense. But, um, yeah, and then, um, it was lovely, they yeah, played yeah. out the episode with that, yeah, oh, with, it was. With, with the flute solo. So,
0: do you know why they chose Mr. Mister as the other people in the picture?
2: I don't know. I think they just wanted something generic kind of of that period. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the sound of it's a bit pet shop boys meets erasure. Yeah. You know. Uh, and, um, I mean, I think it's a brilliant bit of composing and the pastiche of it. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think that'll be why.
1: I think they should genuinely release it as a single.
2: I
0: really thought it was going to be a Christmas. They were going to release it for Christmas.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, we did talk about I mean... Charlie made a promise on Twitter to say if you get a certain number of retweets, we will form a band and do it. But have we heard anything Uh... from Mr. Cooper? No, we haven't.
0: We need to have some kind yeah, of word we'll uh, with Charlie yeah, on that some, one. some yeah. kind of um get all the dump gang behind that and he won't have anywhere to run <laughs> when it yeah. comes to
2: I know. I thought it'd be a lovely sort of charity single. <laughs> charity <laughs> Absolutely. It would
1: be, be yeah. fantastic.
0: the vicar with his gold lame jacket on on top of the pops, it'd
1: be fantastic. So did Tom write the lyrics as well?
2: Did he... I think he did with his with his friend uh who composed it, yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow, that's crazy! It's very good, isn't it? Very good, yeah. absolutely it's, it's fantastic. very
2: clever, bastiche, isn't it? Yeah, mm. it
0: is. So we'll move on to uh, the aftermath. Yeah. Um, you mentioned it just a second ago in regards to laying down little breadcrumbs, which is one thing. Again, we've said on ep- episodes that they they drop in names the series before, like they've mentioned Terry before at the Bowls Club, and then Terry yes. turns up. So Polly. Yes, I mean I don't know whether you can tell us or not, but we've all I... tried to surmise that, that that is actually your wife. Is, is, can you confirm or deny that? Or
2: yeah, yeah, that that's my wife. Whether you'll ever see her, I have no idea because you know mm. it's not written. Nothing's. I don't think no. anything's written yet. Um, but you know, definitely the reference is there, and and that's the um that's the thinking is. He's
0: married to Polly. Yeah. yeah. Now, I watched that scene about five times today. Um, just that little monologue of you talking about that. And seriously, I don't know how A, actors do it, but B, how you do that particularly. It's such a simple little bit. But the differences in your face when you are saying those lines about the strawberry jam and uh, you get to a point in, in the conversation where it's almost like I've said too much. And yes, I'm I'm yes. regretting what I'm saying now. <laughs> it's a fantastic <laughs> bit of acting. Um oh, that's, bless you! That sort of thing is it just a one take thing, or are you working on that for a long time? Or
2: no, I, you know, it's very boring. But you, you learn the lines so well that you can it's become becomes part of you, and you don't have to think about remembering the lines. And usually, we do. Maybe two or three takes. Sometimes a few bit more. Sometimes less. Mm. Very occasionally, you know, slightly guerrilla like guerrilla filmmaking. It's very fast and furious. Uh, uh, you know, we've come to the end of the day before and managed to get one or two things in one take. That doesn't happen very often because it's quite nice to have different versions with different where you do it differently. Um, but no, I just remember I mean, honestly, the writing is so easy to say it's so in sync with the character um and so and just very beautifully written so it flows um but um yeah i i mean it it, it, yes it's 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 so interesting that it i just don't it almost just happens strangely As Mm -hmm. as you blur your lines it becomes kind of obvious to you how to to say it because it's rooted in a character that's kind of fully formed.
1: Right. Yeah. So um, the vicar obviously hasn't met, still hasn't met Martin Mucklow, but you've really got his number now. Yeah. Is that that something you would like to happen in the future to meet him?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that'd be great. Uh, I think the more difficult situations the vicar can be put in the better for mm-hmm. the character in a way you know and uh, I mean I think the route the base camp it would all come always return to him with Kerry and Curtin, and, and you know that's as it should be um y- you know you you already got the kind of meeting with martin's ex partner um and that was that was interesting. Uh, you know, so I think that's that's there if, if that's something Charlie and Daisy decide they want to explore. I mean, I just think whoever the vicar ends up with, he will be the vicar with them. But the Martin's interesting because he's so pivotal and so, this kind of elemental force mm. behind all their problems. I mean, and now all the village's problems. <laughs> you know, it's sort of, he's implicated a whole community in, you know, in his crimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um yeah, I mean, it so far, it's been like the you know, vicar's attitude has been Kerry and Curtin have hope. they're young, they can change their lives, they can turn their lives around in spite of what Martin's done, um but there's no been no sense that the vicar's going to get to work on Martin mm. yet. But that might be interesting,
1: yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it did feel like there was going to be a. It's it's alluding to a big showdown eventually. <laughs> so you're going to be is. the, the Carrie Grant it's a, it's of a clash, this country. It's a clash of the Titans. It's yeah. like
0: it's like Darth Vader and Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi having the final sword off yeah. with with his Big Dipper and the Vicar's massive bollocks. It's going to be <laughs> it's, it's going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, it oh might have to be like a, an ex certificate. That one. <laughs> what an image! Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. Yeah, that could be good. Yeah. <laughs> if not
1: broadcastable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If not broadcastable, <laughs> it's in the outtake.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so w- was it a conscious effort for you being clean shaven in season season two, or was that more oh, because no. you had other other jobs going on as well? It
2: was other jobs, and it was also um, yes. The beautiful thing was season series one. Bearded, comic relief, not bearded. So you know, the lovely Simon and Tom and everyone. Charlie and Daisy were like, "If you need to be bearded, be bearded. If you don't, clean shaven's fine." So I was, um, I was f- filming uh, something else around that time, and so I needed to be clean. Uh, what was it? Yes, I, I was. What was i doing i was clean shaven for um i was i was bearded doing this thing called britannia mm. where about romans invading britain mm-hmm. uh playing a sort of sneaky roman aristocrat slash spy uh and then halfway through that i was coming back to this country sorry and they i think for whatever reason, I, I, I actually can't now remember. I was I had to shave, and then they made me a beard for Britannia. Uh, it must have been another job just before that um, mm. that I was filming. Sorry, I'm not being my memory's not very good with that. But yeah, the the, the lovely thing is they are so flexible about that, um, and so uh, it meant I could just kind of do other work around it. Um, oh, I know what it was. It was Christopher Robin. Uh, right. I had a small but I put a small part on uh the Disney film, Christopher Robin. I had to be clean shaven for that. Mm. Right. Um, and then uh halfway through, yeah. So right. And yeah, talking there, of your
1: other work, okay. uh Paul, I must just congratulate you on uh Death of Starling. Absolutely. That was the <laughs> next thing <laughs> I was, was gonna say. Such oh, a good you. film. Oh, and you were
0: fantastic you. in it. Yeah. You oh, really were. You. It was one of those movies that I I was just sat watching, and I there was parts of it where I didn't know whether to laugh or not because it just seemed so wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <So> they <But>, dark. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's very dark, but it's just it is weird seeing this is, you with hair. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah.
2: just very it's strange. Just, my wife had the same reaction.
0: So, <laughs> 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 so, so what was that experience like?
2: Oh, Working with
0: some absolute, le- some legends oh, there.
2: It was amazing. I mean, I really had to pinch myself every time I went into work. I was on it for six weeks. And, you know, I got the job while I uh, I was filming it. And that it was during the filming of that that I had the meeting with Charlie and Daisy and Tom for This Country.
0: Oh,
1: right.
2: Um, and um, and it, 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 so, so... I couldn't believe I was sort of with that cast and working with Armando and Dave Schneider and you know Ian Martin, the writers, mm. and uh, it's just it was a dream job. I literally had to pinch myself, and we all got on so well, um, uh, particularly the Politburo lot. Uh, and we had two weeks of rehearsals, which is very unusual for film, and we all got to know each other in that time. So Steve Buscemi came over and Jeffrey Tambor and you know, all the Politburo guys got together, and then Andrea came in, Rysborough, and um, uh, it it just felt like a big family, and people were very at ease with each other, and I was really, really struck by how nice people were, Mm. Uh, just down to a thank goodness, because I'll be honest, I was quite nervous, you know, working with Armando and you know, kind of heroes really of mine, and and Michael Palin and, mm. and uh, Steve Buscemi, and, mm. you know, Paul Whitehouse, all these people that I just have so much and Andrea so much respect for, uh, and it was just a joyous experience. Thank goodness, because it's not always. that way. No, <laughs> you no, just no. don't know. You know, you kind of think, well, big big stars aren't always the easiest of people to work with, um, and. Uh, you know, I became friends with a number of them. I'm still in touch with a number of them, and we still meet up. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just been, it's lovely. And, and you know, it's almost like a dream watching it. Uh, you you kind of go, I can't quite believe I was in that film. Uh, but, again, it was had so many similarities, the way it was filmed to this country, as it turned out. We do two or three takes exactly as scripted on any given scene, well, Death of Stalin and then Armando would nearly always say let's do a loose one where you muck around a bit within reason without completely going off piece mm. with the scene but muck around a bit you know And most of the time we'd, he'd use the scripted scenes that he'd shot but every now and then you'd get bits of particularly physical comedy that would be from the improvised Uh and it was just a lovely way of working and it became quite addictive way of working and that's how Charlie and Daisy and Tom and Simon work to some extent, mm. and it is really nice because you know you've got to be on script for some of it, and then at some point you will get a chance to riff a bit, mm. which is lovely. And you don't know what the other actor's going to do in response either. So,
0: so when you're when you're sat over a table and like uh, what, you've got one part is Michael Palin and then you've got Jeffrey Tambor over there, <laughs> can you improvise, or is your brain going fucking hell That's Michael Palin over there.
2: Well that was where the rehearsals really helped because everyone just got to know each other and we were just actors working together in a scene and being those characters because that would be death to a scene if you were thinking, oh, that's so-and-so, I feel intimidated or I need to... Or you get polite in your acting. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That would be disaster. It would be an absolute disaster. You, You know, everyone has a right to be there, no matter how big or small their role, and you have to kind of... Um, take your space, but without not, you know, whilst being generous and everything, but you know, you everyone deserves to be there, they've been cast, they're right for the role and you mustn't let be overawed and, and actually that is a big part of particularly filming because as I said, you've got, in film it's even more so, you've got these wonderful brilliant actors who you may have admired all your life and, and you're certainly working with them. There's that. Then there's also with a film, sixty people behind the camera doing various things, and then it, it's like a telescoping shot almost that you see in films of then action, mm. <laughs> and you you've got to kind of be able mm. to stay calm and in the character and in the moment and not be thinking, oh working with working with legends, oh oh not yeah. wanting to mess it up for yeah, sixty yeah. people. You've got to kind of just be in the character, but luckily. You Know, I mean, that's all credit to Armando and the way he worked, he creates a lovely atmosphere on set. Um, he, he said to us, We all, all of us, said we'd had one of the best times ever. Michael Palin said it was possibly the nicest film experience he'd ever had. Why, uh, you know, he's been working for about 50 years, yeah. Michael <laughs> that's Palin, crazy. And, um, Armando said, Well, i try not to hire arseholes. So <laughs> 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 it was very good.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Paul, who was the worst corpser then in amongst all those?
2: It, what, Death of Starling? Yeah.
1: There must yeah. have been corpsing going
2: on. Paul Whitehouse would be the naughtiest, without a doubt. And he was marvellous because, you know, he'd come in and crack gags at 6.30 in the morning and no one else had the energy and he would just get everyone laughing and, um, he was quite naughty. He would try and make me corpse, but, but, um, he, <laughs> he was good. Um, I think, you know, I, I don't know if I corpsed or not, but we were all close to it at certain points, <laughs> right. uh, shall I say, but you know, uh, um, I can't I haven't looked at the, the DVD but there might be some outtakes where we're laughing I can't can't tell but, but definitely poor Whitehouse was the cheekiest and the naughtiest <laughs> <laughs> and I loved him for it Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely
0: Um right I've got a couple of little messages from some of the uh the dump gang which I was going to oh, go through so uh Eliana said um Please can you make sure to say thank you for whatever it is he does because we still don't actually know. <laughs> so that goes back a little thank bit. To you, what... Thank um, you,
2: Eliana.
0: Also, is it possible to ask the vicar for some advice and guidance, please, because I've been behaving like an absolute menace, she said. <laughs> uh, thanks with prayer hands on that one. Thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, Denise Bartlett Singleton said, must not repeat, must not hang around the bushes and pints on the vicar. I think she thought that you were coming into the into our little studio. She was on her way to come and uh, just be outside waiting for you to turn oh, sorry up. Sorry to
2: disappoint, yes, yes. Uh,
0: Helena White said, please can you check with him if, A, the tadpoles are still thriving? They are. Uh, and, they are
2: last time I looked.
0: And, B, what state the cress is in now?
2: Well, the cress is revived, but as you know, I didn't tell. That it had died, so <laughs> it's fresh
0: crest. But he still found out in the end, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Kim Peniston just sends her love. Oh lots her Back, love to love to Kim. That. Uh, and there were there were loads more because I put a little cryptic uh, message up earlier on, just saying that we're talking to our favourite vicar later on. And there was loads of people <laughs> saying, "Please say hello, please say hello." So you've got oh. you've got loads of love like that. It must be a lovely feeling that something that is. Class is probably quite a, a very small show, can give you so much love as, as an yeah, actor. It's,
2: it's lovely. It doesn't get better than that, really. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I don't take it for granted for a second. It's, uh, you know, as I say, people are so friendly and warm. Mm. And when they come up to talk to you about it, you can just see their beaming, really. There's such affection. Mm. Yeah, it's gorgeous.
1: And I think when you're filming series three, eventually, it's going to be a different beast, I think. I think so. Because I think you're going to have even more people will be there to watch.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, interesting. I'll be really interested to see, you know, and, and um, you know, where we go with the characters. But yeah, people will be much more aware of it. Yeah. yeah. That, um, that
0: was going to be my next question. The fact that, as we're all aware, that, or maybe not aware, but there hasn't been any writing or anything of of Search for Series 3, where would you like, A, your character to go, and B, the the show to go? In what sort of direction?
2: I mean, I think there's more to be dug out with the Martin-Mucklow relationship and Kerry uh, uh, and Curtin. I, I mean, I think that's very rich territory. Um, it, you know, I'm hoping there, there will be plenty of Len and Mandy as well, and that that we'll see Martin resurfacing because it's he's he's like a disruptor, isn't he? He's mm. chaos. Mm. <laughs> no, you're their, absolutely right. Yeah, proceedings. Yeah. Um but I, I genuinely, I'm not making. it. I don't know what what the plans are. um You know, I would I would love to see. Anything that kind of allows the vicar to kind of explore to delve further into his backstory, but you know, if it if it, if it ends up being just him and Kerry and Curtin, that, that'll be lovely too. Mm. Because if it is just him and Kerry and Curtin, Kerry and Curtin stuff will have happened to them, so I'll be in another situation with them, which will be different from last time, yeah. Um, you know, may, maybe he. we will meet the wife, maybe we won't, I don't know, mm. it, it'll be that's. Always a possibility. So who who would you yeah. like
0: to see as your wife? If you
2: had <laughs> dreamcasting as as Polly, who would you like to see? Oh my goodness. I do you know what? I haven't even thought about that.
1: Paul, I mean Paul Whitehouse. Um, <laughs> Paul Whitehouse in a wig. Yeah. What's not to lie. Yeah. I tell you what, did
2: you see um Paul Whitehouse's and Bob Mortimer's oh, gone yeah. fishing? So good. It was lovely, wasn't, wasn't that it? Beautiful? Yeah. It was so good. And all I could think of was He's got to do another one and go and meet Charlie and do some fishing with Charlie. <laughs> yeah. He's fishing mad.
1: That's right. Absolutely. Wow. Would work brilliantly, wouldn't it? But, yeah, it yeah. was a beautiful series, that was.
2: Yeah, come round, come round your neck of the woods. Indeed. Do some fishing there. Indeed,
1: mm-hmm. indeed. Well, there you go. The vicar could go fishing with Curtin.
2: That would
0: be fishing. Yeah, yeah be together. That's yeah. perfect
1: there. Yeah. 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 So what have you got coming up then, Paul, that you can speak about?
2: Well, various things have come out, like Christopher Robin, yeah. and um, I'm going to be... Uh, I've just started... As, uh, I'm doing a bit of promotional stuff for, for a big Neil Gaiman-Terry Pratchett novel adaptation called Good Omens. Yeah, I don't know if, looking if forward know to ben. that, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be coming out on Amazon Prime in sometime this spring. I don't mm. know when exactly. That's Michael Sheen as and, well, isn't it? Michael Dave, Sheen, David Tennant, David Tennant yeah. Michael McKean, who's in Spinal Tap, if you mm, know right. Spinal Tap, and and just, I mean, like most of British Equity is in it, uh, just lovely cast and, you know, hundreds of characters, and I'm one of them. And I get to play a thuggish angel, uh, a kind of an enforcer, so it's quite nice. I'm playing a sort of thuggish character. Wow. Uh, and he's a sidekick to John Hamm. If you've ever seen Mad Men, yeah. right. or, baby, or Baby Driver, yeah, um, absolutely. He was a gent, and we just had a lovely time. And I, yeah, so I'm kind of playing a, a bit like a bouncer, but who's an angel? It's all about angels and demons. Uh, has it, it stuck
1: there? very closely to the book, Paul? Uh,
2: I think so. It's pretty good. I mean, you you can't you have to lose stuff. Yeah. For time, but yeah. I think it's I think it's been very faithful. And Good. Neil Gaiman was producing it as well. So, so you know, he was there on set mm. and he's done the script. So it's very... So kind of, it is you know, going to be very... Yeah. Of the, one of the creators um, or the pen of one of the creators. So that will come out. That will be Amazon Prime, but I think it will then come out on BBC Two six months later. Oh, right. Uh, sometime this spring. And that, that'll be a, a, a big number, I imagine. And, you know, very different from this country. Big mm. production values. I mean, I think the post, the edit was... A year, almost. CGI, this, that and the other. Um, That's coming out. Then we should film another series at some point uh, in the summer, we hope, uh, of this country. Not sure when. Um, And then um, at some point, Britannia will come out. uh, The big second series of Jez Butterworth's big Roman epic with David Morrissey. So I've got lots of nice juicy scenes with David Morrissey, again, playing a different much darker character than the vicar. Um, and that was a joy. That was lovely. I had to have horse riding lessons. Luckily, I only had to ride a horse once, <laughs> <laughs> having not ridden a horse since I was seven. <laughs> and that time, when I was seven, I got thrown off. So oh, my God.
0: <laughs> so how did you find that? We were you all right? Was it okay? Or
2: It was okay. I mean, I tell you what, they take it, They're very, they're very careful. They said, even with experienced horse people who are actors, they don't like them to gallop. They'll go up to a, a canter or something, and then they'll try and get stunt men and women in. Oh right. I think endurance or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it'll be that'll be lovely. Another big kind of epic to be in. And then I just heard that um, hopefully I think in the early spring again, don't know when exactly. Um, I'm going to be in the first episode of this new um, Martin Clunes uh, sitcom called Warren. Oh right. Uh, which, which is, um, I think, going to be on, on the BBC. So, um, so I'm just in an episode there. Um, uh, with, again, very different character, playing a clairvoyant. Wow! So, oh, yeah.
0: opposing <laughs> sides. lots of different things. I'm not going to ask you how that goes because you already know if you're a clairvoyant. <laughs> exactly.
2: Exactly. Well, it sounds like um,
0: you are going to be uh, very busy um over for the next year or so anyway with just with stuff that's going to be coming on the tv let alone stuff that you're actually working on
2: well it's funny isn't it yeah it's been great you know i've been very busy and it's been absolutely lovely and really interesting projects uh, but but you know you, you do some of these things like good omens i filmed november 2017 wow and you kind of i've done seven or eight jobs Between that finishing filming and it being broadcast, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, I was in that. (laughs) Whoa, that's happening now, (laughs) is it? You know, Um, it's strange because these things have a long gestation period. You know, whereas theatre, rehearse it for six weeks or four weeks or whatever, and boom, it's on. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So so Um,
0: as as we're sort of winding down, but as an actor, then if you want to have a bit of time off. And you think, right, the next couple of months, I'm going to take it easy. If if an offer comes in, do you just say, yeah, I'll do it? Or do you sort of close yourself away and think, no, I'm going to actually have a bit of a, a rest?
2: I, I, I think you have to carve out your time and you have to learn to be picky if necessary. Um, you know, luckily, I have a very understanding wife. And, uh, you know, she, Kate, is just brilliant at sort of dealing with an actor's life. But by and large, I've been very lucky because if you get filming jobs, there are nearly always gaps, mm. you know, and you kind of, you know, I'm not working all the time. I have gaps where I'm not working, you know. So if those fall in holiday times, you grab those times and go away on the holiday. Uh, if they're not, then you're doing a school run and it's lovely. You know, mm. I get to see see my little boy mm. much more. And um, uh, But, yeah, you, I've got better at saying no to things when i when i want to be with the family um because otherwise you are controlled by work and you need to be in control. it needs to be the other way around really right? yeah yeah mm. for, for a healthy life i think you know Indeed. Um having said that you know as an actor i mean you talk to Ju- judy Dent, she'll tell you i always i feel like my last job is my every job is the last one and i'll never work again and i know she's telling the truth she's not making that up no, you, no. oh how ridiculous but that that is just the way actors are. That's an actor's you're life, trying, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to exactly. You're trying to overcome that thing of oh, I should take every job that comes along, and you know you shouldn't. It's good to be picky, but you know you. I've also been unemployed for long periods and painted and decorated when I started in my career, and you know I know what it's like to not work as well as mm. an actor. So you're grateful for any work, but yeah, if you want time with your family, you've got to carve it out and kind of. Be
0: strong <laughs> mm, absolutely absolutely paul thank you so much for spending it's more time always with a us pleasure. it's been an well, absolute such, pleasure
2: as always such a pleasure for me as well it's great to see you both it really is indeed and, and, and hopefully uh, and, see you soon yes
0: one day we will be able to shake yes. you by the hand <laughs> <laughs>
2: that would be lovely i'd love that you know and uh and i'm just delighted that that what the actual f (laughs) as the vicar might say well Uh, (laughs) he's doing so well as well it's got such a huge following
0: yeah we're up to i'm not sure whether your episode 60 your episode 67 so i mean we've not done too bad considering there's only 13 episodes and a comic relief special for the show so i think (laughs) we've stretched it out quite well
2: (laughs) that's wonderful well hopefully loads more to come with Series 3. Indeed. Absolutely. Abs- and
0: we will talk to you again, I'm sure, with that and hopefully you'll be uh, you'll be here in the studio, which will be
1: uh, another well, thing off always, our bucket list. Always a chair for you. Indeed. Always well. a chair for you. So thank
0: you, Bless once you. again. Thank you once again, Paul. Um, Neil, do you want to do a little bit of housekeeping before Absolutely, we... Absolutely, uh, I will. If you can get
1: it right this time? Yeah, probably not. Okay, so here we go. Uh, we're on all the social medias, so you, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat under uh, at WTAF this country well done we have a website which is wtafpodcast.com well done <laughs> and we have a email where you can ask us anything or questions that you'd like to ask please do email in at, w- at uh, wtaf this uh, no this country at hotmail.com 180 got it all right
0: <laughs> and if you want to support us and uh, help us carry on uh doing this wonderful thing uh go to patreon.com forward slash wtaf we have some wonderful cast signed bits and pieces which is a um, lovely little rewards for you there um and yes everything is on wtafpodcast.com Uh, Once again, thank you so much, Paul. An absolute pleasure to talk to you. You're a legend, a legend, a legend, a (laughs) legend. And it's been so nice to speak to you. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you very much, Pav. Now, all of you go and get plumbed, you fuckers. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important
2: day of the (laughs) year. What? Daft cow?
1: This is just ridiculous. What the actual... Fuck. Hi, I'm Pav. And I'm Neil. We're here to
0: tell you about our new exciting project, The Top 10 of Anything Podcast.
1: Phenomenal.
0: That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two Pick a subject, then bring our own top tens to the pod. Yes. It could be top ten scary movies, top ten swear words, top ten breakfast foods, anything. Ooh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The top ten of anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown.
1: Phenomenal.